Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Happy Birthday, the podcast. You have Jeremy here and my lovely co-host, Joe Power. So today, the person that you spend the most of the time with might be your significant other or partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, beau, bae, honeysuckle. (laughs) In your case. (laughs) Lozenger. I've been calling Laura lozenger lately. That's uh, very nice, like a throat lozenge. Yeah. <laughs> or like a lozenger that you just like, you like to... Savor. Savor it and you like suck on and you enjoy because it's comforting wow. and it's kind of with you there. Um, it's quite romantic. You can take everywhere you go. And she's quite a small little girl, so I can put her in my pocket too. So it's, it sort of has a lot of layers in there. Plus, I just like having nicknames. Back on track. <laughs> We're going to talk about birthdays for our partners. Even say sexy days. Sexy days. Yep. Oh. Is it the birthday or is it the sexy day? (sighs) Where are you going with this? Nowhere. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've just I've just relabeled the birthday. Okay. For this one episode. Sexy day. I called it birthday romance. I called it hip hip hooray to you, hun. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Although I feel like that's something like a middle aged like American housewife might say to her her friend. And that's how I was channeling. Hey, pay parade to you, hun. Hey, hun. Um, and I don't know what inspired this, but I was thinking, how do you, year in, year out, keep the romance alive, keep celebrating that one person? Because can you bring the gusto every year? Or can you just, I don't know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things I've read that people forget. And there's a little bit of hurt in there. There's, there's a bit of, no excuse for forgetting. See, and this is this like is, not for your partner, but this is what I'll talk about okay. a little bit later. Okay, all right, we'll get that's into interesting. it. interesting. So, should I kick off with some birthday news? Yes, just real quick. Okay, um, I actually forgot what birthday news was this week. Oh yeah, it's cute. Okay, so I had to go with this story because it come came out of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which is where I'm from, in the U.S. So in Chartiers, Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Trolley Museum recently celebrated the birthday of a streetcar. Okay. <laughs> The streetcar's name is number 4398. <laughs> and that streetcar recently turned 100. Yay. They went all out for the birthday celebrations. There was a parade of trolley cars through the town. A barbershop quartet sung happy birthday. <laughs> there was a cake. There was a presentation of vintage World War I posters because trolley car number 4398 apparently played a role in the war efforts. Do you know why? Why? So trolley cars were actually really important during that time because it helped people keep local economies going because they were very inexpensive to run. Um, you just needed the cables above the street to run them, so it helped people keep moving. And, of course, you know, women probably weren't allowed to drive, so, you know, they didn't have as many men around because they were off fighting the war, so just needed one to operate a trolley and all the women could climb aboard. Happy birthday to number 4398. <laughs> Four three nine eight. Yeah, Aww. it would really touched my heart for some reason. This story, like I think I've said before, maybe I have it on the podcast, but I've definitely said other times in my life. I have a soft spot for inanimate objects. Yeah, <laughs> like they. It's sometimes I feel the way about them as I do about some humans. Like I feel empathy mm. or feel sorry for them or I feel really happy for them, and I felt that way about this trolley. I was just, mm. I just felt really. <laughs> about it it's great I, I love like 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. Just how they went about celebrating. Exactly. Quartet's great. Singing to the trolley. And yeah. this, the trolley would have been so proud just parading through the town. Everyone's like, thank you, number 4398. <laughs> and he looks like a 4398. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> really suits him. I recently read a study about people are less likely to trust someone if they don't think that their name suits their face. <laughs> have you ever come across that? I have, but I can't think of the examples. I remember okay. having that feeling being like, no, nah, that name doesn't make sense for that person. I feel like th- I've said this a lot to people um, about <laughs> certain names that only suit adults or old people. Yeah. Like my dad, Norman. It's an old person's name. And Definitely. if I met a Norman who was young, I think I would distrust them. Yeah, a young Norman. Or maybe they'd be called Normie. Even then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, fair enough, though. Luckily, I didn't know my dad when he was a kid. Yeah, you Physically impossible, but... Luckily. <laughs> Apparently, it's physically impossible. <laughs> so what do you got for me about this? So a big part of celebrating birthdays with your significant other. Mm. Um, well, okay, maybe not a big part of most people's, but a um, stereotype of celebrating a birthday with your significant other is making a grand gesture, doing something really, really romantic, potentially over the top to, to celebrate their big day. I did a bit of research into the idea of grand gestures, and it's quite interesting. So, you know, most people are just happy treating their partner to a nice dinner and a cool present, but others like to go big. Maybe they feel pressured to go big. Maybe they just find it really rewarding in themselves to do that for somebody they love. Whatever the motivations are, it's something that is pretty common, I think. You see it with engagements as well, proposals. Me personally, I don't necessarily go huge. I've never gone huge, but um, I definitely make an effort to make... Greg's birthday really special. That's really important to me. I have a few of the grandest gestures throughout history for you. Joe DiMaggio, the um, baseball player, he had long-stemmed roses delivered to Marilyn Monroe's grave three times a week for 10 years after she died. And they were only married for like, I think it was six months or a year, Mm. but he just always held a candle for her, couldn't let her go. Might be creepy, actually. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of psychologists who probably would be a bit Yeah, like, but oh. maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a little bit unhealthy there, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> um, Richard Burton bought Elizabeth Taylor the biggest diamond in the world. In 2002, Ben Affleck spent $105,000 to buy J-Lo a toilet seat covered in rare gems like diamonds, rubies, and sapphires for her birthday. I don't want to toss you for my goddamn birthday. What the fuck, Ben yeah. Affleck? Yeah, is that weird? You've just really ruined our. It's probably because like now. a throne for my queen type thing. But <laughs> did you have a good relationship with Ben Affleck before? I respected him. Ah, oh, okay. No, I didn't that's really. Kind of been shattered a bit. Well, fair enough. I I remember seeing a quote from J Lo. I didn't write it down, but it was something like, "I never thought I would say this, but it it's a beautiful toilet seat or like something like." <laughs> Oh, that's a person who's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what, what to do say. or say about this person. I should have looked at how how long before their divorce that was. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been pretty close together, I think. For Beyonce's 29th birthday, John... Uh, oh, my God. John. John Z. I almost started saying Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> it is about him. Um, Jay-Z bought her an island off the coast of Florida for $20 million. Happy birthday, Beyonce. It's an island. But she doesn't even use it. I bet she doesn't. I bet it's just like where she stores all her extra stuff that she has. <laughs> it's her like, it's her 
trash receptacle. <laughs> storage box. Yeah. Island. Storage. <laughs> storage island. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Um, okay, so grand gestures. I got pretty into research them. I did research some of the psychology behind it. Okay. But then I got into, and I was like, mm, this isn't as interesting as this. So I made a link between grand gestures for birthdays and why people do them and what they do for your relationship and linked it to grand gestures in nature. So grand gestures don't have to be that grand, but according to a lot of research, they are important on some level. Like maybe grand isn't the right word, but at least meaningful gestures are really important to a relationship, which isn't news. I found this researcher named Jennifer Verdolin and she champions the idea of strengthening relationships through grand gestures mm. by comparing humans to other species in the animal kingdom. So she says that many other species that engage in monogamous relationships, they have these daily rituals that specifically serve to strengthen the bond between the two partners. Mm. And even like casually every day, mm. let the other partner know that they're still committed to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And they do these things every day. So, for example, um, siamangs, which are a type of gibbon. I'd never heard of a siamang before. But, yeah, gibbon, I know. So they're monkey-like, mm. monkey-like things. <laughs> With the big jowls. Yeah. They're, uh, they're maybe not the cutest. No, they're all right. Anyway, that's irrelevant. So... They're known for having long-term relationships with um, with just one other. So monogamous long-term relationships. Like the most monogamous animal? Are they supposed to be? I don't know. I just... No, I don't think they are because they don't make... Not for life. Okay. But, but the, years the, the, at a time. Their commitment to the relationship. Yeah. So these couples, these Siamang couples, they sing to each other every day. And they sing the same song every single day. It lasts for about 15 minutes and it has three distinct parts and each... Siamang and the pair knows which part is theirs to sing and they do it every day for as long as they're together and that's that's usually years and years and when they um, when they first get together they start singing together and they're not really um you know they haven't really gotten into each other's flow yet so it might be a bit clumsy but then as they are together for longer their songs become more beautiful because they you know they start to sense how the other person does their parts and then they can really harmonize with it. And it just becomes more and more beautiful with time. When they're not singing, they they even they just spend a lot of their time together. They groom each other. They just hang out in, in trees. They just like each other's company. And the reason they sing this song together, it's their way of saying that they're still keen to be together day after day. Like That is literally why they do it. And researchers know this because when one of the Siamangs stop singing it signals the end of the relationship and then it just dies out and they go their separate ways hmm. so it, it really is just them every day telling each other that they're still committed and you can totally apply that to human relationships like the little things that you do every day for your partner or the big things that you do for their birthday or whatever it is like that is signaling to them i'm still in this i want to be in a relationship with you and i think that's beautiful thank you nature <laughs> that's great that's because that was backed up a little bit, bit of research that I found from Dr. Ellen Lango, who's a Harvard psychologist. And she sort of talks about gifts, strength, and social ties. Oh, cool. The sort of idea is not so much around what to give. More important is what not to give to a person. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's understanding what are the things you definitely don't give to somebody. And also understanding that 
gift giving is inherently reciprocal. So we've talked about this in the past. We're like, well, the gift is a gift. It's a beautiful token and doesn't need to be reciprocated. But it does on some level. Yeah. Like that's sort of the, the social protocol. Definitely. And you compared it to karma in our birthday presents episode. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And presentation has some level of involvement with it. So how it is presented. Like the gift wrapping psychology? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these are the three things that were sort of repeated again yeah. in this sort of little gift giving idea. And it sort of it was also sort of backed up by a bit of this idea of um, in our abundant culture where everything has so much, gifts don't mean as much as they do, you know, ever everywhere else. So this is where this coming back to these sort of fundamental sort of principles with your partner really becomes important because I think not only does it show that you think about them, but I think it's the level of intimacy and involvement in the person and their relationship. So knowing what not to give, for example, indicates how well you know that person and that you really think about them in their sort of, you know, completeness. Is the the implication here that by giving a gift that you shouldn't give, it will actually have an adverse effect on the relationship? Or, Mm. okay, well, Mm. I mean, I guess that makes sense because be like, how could they think that I wanted that? Or exactly, yeah, and then yeah. it makes you question things, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and uh, like it kind of, this is a little bit of a segue into sort of what I noticed is the sort of some of the gender nuances that came out of some of the things I saw. Like I just like just typing in um, gift giving for couples, and almost every single one was what to get him, what to get him, and it was all like. What should oh. the lady buy the guy? And like the guy was really difficult to buy for. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Then conversely, there was another side to that story which was men forgetting birthdays all the time. Yeah. And how to manage and deal with that situation. So much so that like and I think this is all American focused. Um, but giving men tips and advice on how to navigate, how to remember birthdays, how to navigate that space, how to engage with social media and digital platforms to do that. Um, Also giving women tips on how to navigate being disappointed and being forgotten and then how to then, you know, take responsibility for that situation by reminding them more in advance. And it was this weird little sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I just found it fascinating. I didn't come across the, um, the sort of, what to get him, gift guide for him, although I knew that existed, I guess because I've, Greg and I have like observed before that I don't know what the general public thinks of men, but it's like gift guides for men are usually just so bad. Mm. And birthday cards for men, like there's mm-hmm. so many about farts out mm-hmm. there. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. And is it, it should, is it that hard? Like, I think, and this is might be some of the flip sides of the gender conversation is maybe how men are depicted yeah. um, as dumb, forgetful. Yeah, totally. Um, like look at ads, thoughtless. like commercials on TV. Yeah. It's always like the, the bumbling yeah, exactly. ma- male in the, the relationship who's like being reminded to do something by his female partner or being manipulated by his female partner. And it's it's prevalent. If you pay attention in ads, it's everywhere. I know. And it's yeah. this weird scripting of like anticipating that men are going to be like this. Um, and then also the, the, the reverse of that, of the anxiety that women have to have about yeah. that. Um, there's this little resource that I stumbled across and I'm really horrid that it, it, I found it. <laughs> for starters. <laughs> um, but it was a guy giving tips to other guys or to women to get on the inside of the men's psychology oh God. on how to deal with the situation if they've forgotten 
the birthday. Wait, sorry. So the advice was so, so, for women. So it was a man telling women, "All right, we're going to forget birthdays, but here's his advice on the men's psychology on it and how to manage that situation." Okay, so like why it happens, what you can do about it, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think it even went that deep. <laughs> <laughs> Too much credit. <laughs> um, you know, like it did a good idea of acknowledging how hurtful it is to forget someone close and near and dear to you's birthday. Um, you know. Going back to this of what we mentioned earlier about what that does to strengthen those social ties and build that relationship. Um, and, you know, he's used things like, well, you know, he could, he be, he might be too busy with his own life. Um, you know, all these other really ridiculous excuses. Yeah, like not, not good oh, enough. Oh, he might be busy. He might be doing this or rah, rah, rah. Oh, really he's imagine. The breadwinner. You know, he's got a lot of things on his fucking plate. Oh, did they, did they say that? He's he's they, the breadwinner. Oh, they didn't say that. But, but that I, That's the subtext that I'm reading into it. Yeah, yeah. He's just busy providing for everybody and just keeping the world going. But this <laughs> is the tips they gave to the women to, to respond. Oh, my God. Am I going to be partner. really mad about this? Um, I am. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> Give him the cold treatment for a week. No, because he'll that's really, even worse than I expected. He will. He'll understand, and he'll understand he's done something wrong. So, like you're training a dog, or an animal. That um, is so counterintuitive. I know. Don't communicate about it. Just <laughs> shut down completely. That always works really well. Oh, I think she's. I think she's mad at me for something. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do, honey? Did I leave the things out in the thing? Did I not do you the know dishes you again? Did. You know what you did. <laughs> um, ask him to make it up to you. No, I think he should probably, if he feels the need. I think if you've communicated that earlier enough. <sighs> um, celebrate your birthday without him. It's very tit for tat, though. Like, it's very like, I'm going to pay you back. Yeah. Like, that's a healthy relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. Um Reevaluate your relation. Reevaluate your relationship. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Understand that. Um, you can avoid yourself a lot of hurt by reminding your boyfriend of your birthday the day before. If you have to remind him the day before, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for reminding me. I had no idea it was." Oh, tomorrow. thanks, honey. I'll get my PA to schedule it in for me. We might be able to spend a time. I don't know before we go to bed, like we always do. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely can't make any special time for you. Wow, they're oh shocking. That's that's horrible. Anyway, um, they're hor- they're horrible. They're so and, much worse than I and thought. And I'm going to make you a little bit more angry too. Oh no, Jerry, I'm already so mad. <laughs> <laughs> no one's so, ever been this mad in Office Works. <laughs> I um, read this. It was a cute exchange, but I I guess maybe I'm too I'm, I'm, I'm too gender minded now. There was an example of two partners talking about how they celebrate. It was the woman's perspective. She's saying, both Chris and I are pretty mellow about our birthdays, and sometimes we don't even exchange presents. Of course, there are other sweet things we do for each other. One year, I had pizza delivered to Chris and his students. He's a teacher. Okay. Which I thought was really nice. That is cute. For one of my birthdays, Chris did every single piece of laundry I had, which was more than a few baskets full. Naturally, I fell in love with him all over again. (laughs) It's very practical. Nothing needs to be said oh, there. Oh, household chores. I know, right? It's just so what a sweet. Sweet guy. He's such a good guy. You know, she actually might have a day to herself for once. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, she's so lucky to have him. And like, he's so busy <laughs> with his students eating pizza at school. Poor uh, guy. Anyway. Oh, Jerry. So 
almost too much for one woman to handle. So if you're already in a relationship with someone, there's obviously a lot of expectations around what you're gonna do for your birthday. But I have this fixation on the idea of someone on a first date with another person finding out that it's the other person's birthday, but them only finding out once they're on the date. I'm just really obsessed with the idea. I've asked around heaps to see if I could find someone that's been in that situation. No one's been in that situation before. I found, I looked online to see if I could find some anecdotes about it. And yeah, there was like, it happened on a reality show in the US. And it was kind of funny, but you know, that stuff is always kind of scripted. So mm. I didn't really buy it. But have you been on a lot of dates? Because I've been on so few dates. I feel like I can't even imagine how I would react because I've been with Greg for so long. But if you've been on a lot of dates, I'd be really keen to hear what you would literally do if 20 minutes into a date for the very first time with a person, they were like, it's my birthday today. (laughs) Would you be really weirded out or would you be like, oh, cool, this will be an extra special night? Both. Would you question why she chose to spend it with Yes, with you? That, that, that's the first place I go is like, why are you spending your birthday on a date with this stranger? Yeah, it seems kind of sad, but then maybe they're just kind of adventurous and they're like, why the heck not? Today, you know, for my birthday, I'm going to do something really wild. Yeah, and then I um, always remember that birthday. I would probably be really honest and ask him, why are you going on a date on your yeah. birthday? Because <laughs> um, that's a good conversation talk. Yeah. And if that was the indication, then I don't think I would be doing much, to be honest. Like, it is a birthday gesture, and maybe I'd, like, secretly go behind the back and order, like, a little cupcake with a candle or yeah. something as a little bit of a fun gesture. But I don't really know the person, so it's a bit... Yeah, difficult. like you can't really be expected I'm, to I'm do. I'm a bit pragmatic when it comes to dating in some ways, but it's only because I've only done it in recent years. Like you, I've been a bit of a serial monogamist. Yeah. Um, and it's only before I met Laura now that I was going on a bit of a, a Tinder digital sort of experience. But yeah, weird. It would be weird. If you, if you can remember... Ask around. I want to find that person that's experienced it. Okay. Like I saw around the internet a lot of um, posts and forums like from people saying, I just found out I have a a date with this girl. You know, we've only been on one date or maybe even first date. Um, I just found out it's her birthday on the day of our date. What do I do? So asking for advice about like, is this weird? Should I like bring her a present? Stuff like that. And it was always guys posting it actually, I think, about, about women. But yeah, I couldn't find anyone that's mm. that's actually lived it. All right. <laughs> put our feelers out. Yeah, put your feelers out. Words, languages, and love. So we talked about before maybe some of the breakdowns in the expectations of birthdays between partners and, you know, he forgot my birthday. Or maybe there might be a bit of a discontent around the present. Um, like, oh, you did the washing for me, thanks. Um, <laughs> or he didn't give me a gift this year, but he was really super nice to me all day. But he didn't get me a gift, and you might ruminate on certain aspects. Yeah. So love languages, which I've been curious about for a while, is this sort of understanding that we as people have different ways of gift giving or showing affection and they may not necessarily mean a material object. So the way we engage with this or the type of ways that we see gifts or the reciprocation of love or giving love makes us feel secure or emotionally sort of invested in the relationship. So for example, they've got five love languages they like to describe. One is words of affirmation, one's quality time, one's receiving gifts, 
one's acts of service and one's physical touch. Yeah. And so each one of these, in like in the sort of principle theory of it, that each person has a sort of core way of engaging. So when they're gift giving to somebody, for example, words of affirmation um, are somebody who's continually using words to express their love and their acts of gift giving. And so, so for example, words of affirmation is the first one. And it's using words to affirm the other person and that's their act of gift giving. So they might put into a lot of heart and soul into writing poems or every day they're saying really lovely gestures, compliments. Um, and so for them, the value of uh, words is what really resonates. And so anything that's sort of negative or insulting comments cut a lot more deeper on that person. Oh, yeah. And so that's sort of the mode of operating. But it also might mean that's the way they give presence to other people. So usually whichever their core, what was the word? The core? The love language. Love languages. Then it's it applies to the way you show love and the way you like to receive it. Yeah. Or the way that's most meaningful for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, so and it's the same one for giving and receiving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So the next one's quality time. So, um, you know, uh, talk is a bit cheap. And so the way that they like to be uh, loved or given sort of a gift or a presence is to be with somebody, spend time with somebody and really get into the sort of quality of that. So that will be really doing something that you meaningfully interact with. Um, next one's receiving gifts. So which probably talks to more the sort of it's a typical way we read, but we are assigned to uh, gift giving in birthdays. Um, so material objects and are the way that they understand and feel loved in a relationship. Yeah. Acts of service, so it might lend to the uh, laundry man that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they will probably be moving around and applying themselves in a bit more of a way to make the other person's life a lot easier or a lot more fun and meaningful um and so the opposite is um anything that sort of construes as laziness or not giving acts of service is taking really badly okay and not reciprocated well and the other one is physical touch so it's all about being affectionate so it's not like over the top pda but it's about somebody who is always sort of physically engaging and uses their sort of body to make the other person feel loved but likewise, they need the same thing to feel loved back. Because it's what they know and it's what, what know. makes sense to them. So the interesting component of this is when each person might be a different type of love language. And so in a birthday scenario, you might have somebody who prefers quality time with somebody who prefers gifts. Quality time person is going to give them time and efforts because that's the way they understand it, but that's what they want back. The person with gifts is going to give gifts because that's the way I understand it. But there might be a mismatch in, yeah. like, you just give me objects, but you never give me a time. Yeah, that's what I really value. That's what I want. Exactly. And vice versa, you know, like, uh, like you know. Yeah, like, I really appreciate a gesture. Like, yeah. and, but the other person thinks they're being really genuine and loving because they're giving them their time and attention. That is so interesting. And so you, you have to be really empathetic, right? Mm. You have to really identify how your partner is expressing their love and try to give it to them in that way. Exactly. <laughs> And if I think about to some past relationships, it sort of involved both. It's like, well, I'm not a necessarily a gift receiver person and I'm very much a, so it would be like a physical touch or words of affirmation. 
But I need to acknowledge that my partner likes to give gifts anyway, because that's the way they express. So this is sort of like, I think for me, it was a balance of like, all right, I will enjoy these gifts as well, but I will sort of make sure that, you know, I need the other components as well is sort of what I need. Yeah. You kind of, kind of, I think it's intuitively you understand that as you live with someone for a very long period of time. Yeah. Over time, ideally, like with communication and Mm. observation. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting component to this. And it really, it's very simple, like mm. five categories, and they're all very easy to understand. Mm. And, you know, you can identify people in your life that fall into each category, the way that they show their love for people. And, and it's cool. I like that. I don't think it's that binary, but it's definitely a good guideline to exactly. them getting, thinking on that level. Yeah. Than, and know. some people might be a bit of a combination of a couple, but yeah, yeah it's really good guidelines. So I found a site that um, had a list of romantic things that you can write in a birthday card for your partner. I remember you found a similar list once for, I think it was just general birthday messages you could write. So it's along those lines, but specifically for romantical messages. (laughs) And of course, they were mostly awful. So um, I was hooked on this list after the first two lines of the like the blurb at the top because it said, romantic birthday wishes can help to strengthen relationships between you and your special someone. I'm pretty sure that she or he will appreciate the fact that you remember their special day. <laughs> so that was a great opener. Um, and so the list, I just picked out a few of my favorites. There was a lot. There was okay. like, there was like, I think the whole list had over 50. It was a really long list. So I didn't even read them all, but a few just jumped out at me. So, you will always be in my heart. I will cherish and treasure you till my last breath. Happy birthday to you, baby. Sounds intense. Today is a special day in my life. Yes, it's your birthday. I was longing for this day to express my love to you, shower my affection on you. Birthday wishes for you, dear. <laughs> Today will be another day in your life. <laughs> Keep smiling and enjoy the day. Let me take the privilege to make you happy forever. I want you to wear the smile on your face as permanent. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Birthdays will come and go, but your birthday amuses me because you are so romantic. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, precious heart. If it were possible, I would give you special days each and every day for the rest of your life. But I like that one. That's I think that nice. one's nice. I wanted to finish with like a normal one. How crazy are they? I don't. <laughs> oh my God. And I want you to wear the to smile be... on your face as permanent. <laughs> so yeah. I got you this cosmetic surgery voucher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Oh. Yep. Bless. So yeah, those are those are just a few suggestions. If you're ever at a loss to write what to write in Laura's birthday card, this can you this email is your them go-to. to me, please? Definitely, it's a valuable resource. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. And I think there's definitely two people who probably don't need to rely on those tips to express. You and I. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's four people. <laughs> um, and. This is my segue into Kanye's Corner. Ah, uh, no, you didn't. I did. I'm and glad it's back. I've missed it. Yeah. And that's Kanye's Corner, Corner with a K, just to... Um... Yeah, maybe it's Kanye <laughs> and Kim's Corner, because... Takes two to tango. It does. And they're both equally good at gift giving 
for each other. I think I'm going to start with Kim's birthday gift in 2015. Um, and that's a good one. Um, so to celebrate his 38th birthday, she rented out the Staples Center for the day to shoot some hoops with celebrity friends and NBA players. Wow. So she broke up the uh, guest list into two teams, East and the rest. So you get West team and the rest were the Easts. Um, had John Legend sing the national anthem while John Selly announced the game. It included John Wall and Justin Bieber, Tiger and Russell Westbrook. Wow. I wonder if they're friends with Justin Bieber. I feel like they would be. They must be. Yeah. If they're inviting him to the birthday party. Yeah. What was that? That was Connie's birthday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she also hired some Lakers girls to cheer on the game. Um, this all cost $110,000, which is pretty cheap. Oh, I that's pretty. Although I guess she wouldn't have had to pay for anything. Yeah, I feel like she would have <laughs> had to pay for all the players and the people to be there. Yeah, they would all have wanted to be there. And like John Legend would have sung for free. And so it was all recorded as well. So there was like turned into an actual... NBA oh. game time. Oh, whoa. Okay. I guess yeah. that's where the money went then yeah. to the production. That's really cool. Wow. That would be a pretty epic gift. It's a, a pretty grand gesture, I'd say. But it seems like Kim always takes a backseat to big dog Kanye's approach <laughs> to gift giving, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for her 2013th birthday, he got... <laughs> a top-of-the-line ultimate spa built in their new home. Now, this spa had two infrared sauna rooms, one with rose quartz and the other with Himalayan salt, um, organic aromatherapy steam room, a salt water whirlpool, a massage room, a Japanese-style meditation room with crystals, and a high-tech sound system throughout the entire spa. Wow. That's Lux, and that's in their house. Yep. Accessible. The gift that keeps on giving, yeah, for sure. Jesus. Um, <laughs> this one's really sweet, and I kind of think this is where he took the hands off the, the present or the money that year and decided to do something meaningful. Oh, good. I'm happy to hear this. Last year, he created a five-minute video to post on social media of um, Kim's life from a baby up until now to the tune of West's only one. That's pretty sweet. And I thought that was really sweet. I'm proud of you, Kanye. Me too. He thought he thought outside of the Kanye box. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have had to throw much money at that. I really hope that Kim appreciated that. And she wasn't like... I mean, let's be honest, though. There's probably about 25 other outlandish gifts. I'm sure there was. Accompanying that. Yeah, but that was the one that got the media attention. Yeah. Because everyone saw it. Kanye. He comes through again. He's his, the birthday king. So his birthday was uh, June 8th. Was any oh, wow. Hmm. Do you know what he did? Um, I did. They actually did a really nice family time on an island. So Kim... Was that Beyonce's island? <laughs> yeah, they were in, in Bahamas. Oh, okay. Yeah, not this year. Yeah. I think it was occupied by... Um, <laughs> Beyonce's trash. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so they had a family time away on an island um, where they had no social media, nothing else. It was just family time. <laughs> and... Kanye brought his friend Don Crowley with the family. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Don Crowley? Some come? good family time. <laughs> and I don't know who Don Crowley is, but when I 
typed in Kanye's birthday in the list of search options, Don Crowley was there because I think no. everyone was like, who's Don Crowley? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to look him up. That's funny. Kanye Corner. Kanye's Corner. Thank you for that. Um, Kanye's Corner is welcome back anytime. Okay. I can't get enough of it. I know. We should just do a Kanye episode because it sounds like he, I mean, you know, he doesn't do birthdays how most people can do birthdays. But he... Let's do it. Let's do a Kanye episode. All right, Kanye's birthday episode. He's probably going to hear about it, and then we're going to have a shitstorm of new listeners. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we won't even be able to cope. But I think it is our destiny to be, like, world famous for this podcast, so I have no doubt in my mind. No doubt. Give it 72 yeah. hours, Kanye's going to be in touch. He's going to be on the line. <laughs> what's that, What's that, Mr. West? <laughs> do you want us to do a podcast series for you? Sure. Oh, oh, live on Beyonce's Island. Okay. Oh, sure. All right. As long as she can, you know, make a bit of space for us on one of the beaches. As long as she can sing happy birthday for the opening. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, okay. But and we'll, can Don Crowley come, please? <laughs> can he be our production <laughs> manager? And we'll, we'll need like a million dollar studio, if that's okay. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Just build it, Kanye. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Another episode. Done. Done. Episode number... Something uh, or other. Mystery. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As always, we're still having keeps of fun making this yeah. podcast. So I hope that you're still enjoying the listening experience. If you do want to tell us how you're feeling about mm. that listening experience, just leave a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. We've got like seven reviews. I don't want to brag or anything, but pretty good um we have enough for itunes to display the average rating now like i think you have to have more than four maybe more than five great five star rating excellent yeah so i figured today like any other day partners out there are going to be having a birthday and partners out there if anyone who's a silly dumb man has forgotten your birthday it's okay i'm here hip hip hooray to you and for anyone out there whether you're in a couple or you're on your own, whatever you're doing, if it's your unbirthday, a big hip hip hooray to you too.
sing and celebrate.